edition of the Sight and Insight podcast with me, Judy Curtis, and the lovely Lorwyn Connie Nagel, and the equally lovely David P. Curtis. Thank you for joining us again, and let's see if we have something uh, interesting in our discussion for you today. Uh, For the past uh, few episodes, we've been talking a lot about the psychology of creativity and how we can strengthen our uh, creative muscles so that we can uh, bring improvement to our artwork. But today we're going to be talking about something completely different because we're just going to wing it here and talk about the idea of traveling uh, to go painting. And there are some people who feel that they, uh, they don't want to look in their own backyard for compositions. They would much rather go farther afield that there's always something greener in the other guy's yard. Hmm. Uh, whether that's true or not, I don't know. There are many things around, uh, around us that we can paint. As I say, in the yard, I spend a lot of time doing the garden in the hopes that uh, it will be very paintable during the summer. But it is also inspiring to go farther afield Uh, I remember going with David when he was up uh, on Cadillac Mountain in uh, Acadia, Maine, uh, and I thought it was just phenomenal to to be able to be there and and just look around and appreciate the the panorama because David was there uh, balanced on the side of the the mountain there with a couple of stones holding up the legs of his uh, uh, stool there so he could paint. And uh, I thought that the pieces he got there were so different to anything else that I'd seen him do before. So it can be very stimulating to uh, one's creative imagination to be able to go farther afield. So, Connie, I know that uh, you're planning a trip down to Texas, your uh, your homeland there, uh, in, a, in a less than yeah. a week, uh, and that you're going to be going painting and David will be there, um, your friend uh, Annie Marks and uh, others that might be down there to paint with you. The thing is, have you ever painted in Texas before? I know you were raised there, but were you painting as well? I have never painted in Texas, except for when I was younger. My grandmother was an artist, uh, an oil painter. And, what was uh, her name? Era Jim? Era Jim if, Merriman. Yeah, I think that's a yeah. great name. Yeah, and, and I've seen her work. I mean, she did some beautiful and things. And she did some great, um, you know, landscapes of of. Uh, blue bonnets and uh, other kinds of uh, really, I, I would say, classic Texas landscapes with yeah. uh, cows and uh, cacti and mm. Uh, mm. all sorts of, you know, and cowboys. Mm-hmm. And uh, in fact, she she also, uh, when I was ten years old, uh, for for uh, her grandchildren she would uh, paint a painting that you requested. So my painting that I have, and it's upstairs in my bedroom, is a, an Indian. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I really love this painting, and, and she painted this, this painting for me when I was 10 years old. Oh, that's great. So uh, she taught me oil painting, and, um, and certainly I... I did that in Texas, you mm-hmm. know, sitting at the kitchen table in her in her house, um, and and I love the Texas landscapes. So so our our current trip that we have, uh, we're going on the tenth of March, mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to be exciting because we have planned this trip 
for uh, painting the blue bonnets and painting the wildflowers, which are, there are loads of wildflowers uh, through the fields. Um, I would say it's like 500 acres of, of wildflowers. And so this is, as you can imagine, if, if you're uh, out there a landscape painter, how terrific it is to see all this color yeah, in, in the fields and then mountains you know, behind it. And okay, so is this going to be what you call Texas Hill Country, where yes, you're going to be? Yes, mm-hmm. we'll be in Texas Hill Country. We'll be in Fredericksburg, which is a, an old German town mm-hmm. and settled by Germans. And uh, it's sort of at the cusp of what I would say is the hill country and also the desert, mm-hmm. because right after Fredericksburg is more desert-like uh, terrain, which is, again, a beautiful aspect of Texas. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm very excited about this, uh, and it will be my first endeavor of yeah. painting a landscape in Texas. Oh, it sounds like a great trip. Um, David, so I know that uh, you've been uh, looking up the blue bonnets online and looking at some of the paintings that have been done uh, in past years by some of the best-known Texas landscape painters, such as uh, Julian Onderdunk or Jose Arpa. Um, Is that what stimulated you to feel that it would be um, a a great trip to make? Well, I, I, I thought it looked like easy material to paint. Oh, you just, I thought this was going to be challenging. <laughs> you, do you think this is just easy? <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I, it, no, I think, I think that what really struck me was blue flowers. Mm. And they're yeah. kind of rare. Blue flowers are rare. You don't see a lot of gardens with blue flowers, maybe iris or things like blue that. Blue pine. Uh, lupin, uh, lupin here, yeah. uh, but they look the same as your blue bonnet. Yeah, in Texas. True. And I don't know if we'll see the blue bonnets. We might be a little on the early side to see that, but um, this area that we're going in is noted for these, uh, the hill country, noted for the variety of flowers, everything from. Uh, well, we'd start with blue bonnets because that's, and, and we're not just talking about Indian patches of flowers. Brush. We're talking yeah. about hills and and just miles and miles of a color that's so unusual it's um yeah i mean i hate to be poetic about it but it's like heaven on earth at that time i would imagine you know that's okay you can be poetic (laughs) and uh, i i would i i'm looking forward to that from that point Mm -hmm. of view and i saw i saw the temperatures that are expected down there you know it's a view after staying here (laughs) for january and february in new england it will be nice to get out in the sun and uh, explore these new areas. I've always liked hills. Mm-hmm. Uh, mountains are dramatic and big, it's, but sometimes I don't think I ever give the, enough credit to a mountain 20,000 feet high. Yeah. The atmosphere, the power, the strength, and the bigness of it, very hard to say I'm going to put it onto a little canvas. Hmm. But the hills, I think, are approachable. And they're um, alive with music. And the music, That's yes, right. yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, and we we might have a couple singers just walking through the hills. Who knows what happens out in Texas, right? Uh, so I am looking forward to that, and I think it's. Um, I, th- I think also too, when you're going away on any painting trip, um, your preparations for any artist out there thinking about how would I prepare for a trip, 
it's because we take so much gear with us and paint with us and not every accommodation wants you to have paint, wet paintings in their rooms and, you know, they don't want you seeing your paint in the rug. So you have to be very careful. So I think we, we have all those sort of the fundamentals sort of figured out. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I know one of the things that happens is um, I teach in a, on a regular basis in one location in Gloucester in Essex. And people would come and after about four or five years of this one location would say, David, if you ever go to another location, let me know. I'll come back to class. And I would say, so if I if I take a class to the Grand Canyon, you'd be you'd do a better painting would be my answer. You know, and they would look at me and say, oh, that's very funny. That's very funny. But this it's serious. I mean, what I'm saying is I don't think you need a monumental landscape. Matter of fact, I would find the monumental landscape, because it is monumental, mm. very difficult to capture on a small little canvas, mm. you know. Your canvas would have to be enormous to capture the feeling the, that you would see there. And that's, when I've painted out west before, I've painted in Arizona, New Mexico, Arizona, California, and um, it's, it's very grand and big, big beyond belief. Very difficult to capture all that. The scale of things, mm -hmm. you know, a little person, big, big, mm -hmm. big nature, little band. Mm -hmm. uh, very difficult to capture. And a lot of, a lot of painters, I think, like a, a pine tree out in Colorado, could be 200 feet high, straight as an arrow. And, um, you know, just the morning dew is created a waterfall off of this. The morning dew off the, the pine is, is, a, is like a waterfall. It, the, these, it's, everything is just a bigger scale. You look down in the valley, there's a couple of bears playing, and you say, holy mouth, you know, what's going on here? It's big, it's big. So I would imagine Texas is big, but it probably has a gent gentle rolling nature to it. I don't know. I yeah. think it is. Um, the other thing uh, you were saying, I, I have reports currently that the blue bonnets are out and that they already started blooming, and this is the 1st of March, and... We're, we're going to be in loads of wonderful fields mm -hmm. of flowers. Yeah. So I think the poetry can <laughs> abound. <laughs> and we'll be swimming in, in, swimming in, blue, in bonnet. blue bonnets. Well, not just blue bonnets. Where are some of the other flowers we'll find? Well, there's, there's Indian paintbrush. There are, um, let's see, asters and... Spider warts and um, the Poppies? the fire wheels, Indian paintbrush, Turk cap, uh, poppies, Mexican hats. Oh, I've seen a lot of those. Texas stars. And we're not uh, just talking Texas about lantanas are wonderful. Oh, okay. And they're yeah, not but, just talking about three or four flowers, right? We're no. talking about... A, a, we're talking acres yeah. of these. Wild. Okay, and well, they're wild. Okay, so perhaps just to clarify one thing, is is this kind of landscape available to anybody or is this on private land that... Well... You know, you, know, you don't have to be specific it with is. or anything, but it... Could anybody no, anybody could get down there, and anybody can paint these. Yeah, this is public land. Uh, oh, it actually the the flowers may be on private land, but certainly if you're a landscape painter, an outdoor painter, mm -hmm. you could set up your easel on the side of the road. Yeah, and you could paint. Wow. You know, we mentioned, that this uh, kind we of mentioned the town where this is dominating. 
Yeah, didn't you say well, you were staying in Fredericksburg? Well, we're staying in Fredericksburg, but I would not say that it that the flowers are dominant there. Uh, there's a place called Round Top, and Round Top is, is probably the, the main Texas wildflower area. And um, that's a little ways from, uh, it's closer to Houston, Texas. Uh, where we are going, Fredericksburg, is close to Austin and San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it's not a round up, it's a round top. Yeah, it's round top. <laughs> and round top is actually um, connotes um, uh, oil wells. Mm-hmm. See, oil oh. wells were round tops. Oh. Oh, so, um, maybe, so maybe all the oil in the ground has helped all the flowers flourish. <laughs> well, we don't ever know. <laughs> they do have a Judy, lot of oil there. <laughs> you've, you've been to this. I haven't even been to Texas, but you've been to Texas. Before. I yes. went to Texas, yes. A number of years ago in my youth, I went out to stay at a place called Bandera, which is um, near to this, this yeah. Texas hill country. And I went to stay in a dude ranch, the Mayan dude ranch. <laughs> And I had a little cabin in the woods there, and these two cowboys would bring the coffee out first thing in the morning, coffee and orange juice on this tray. And it was such a big That's tray. That's terrific. They'd, to knock on the door, they'd have to kick it with the cowboy boots so you could go, and then they, you'd open the door, and there's this cowboy with your morning coffee. <laughs> I <laughs> love then, it. And then you could sign up to, uh, to ride out to breakfast, and you'd go out, and, you know, you'd ride your horse off to uh, where they'd set the chuck wagon up there and they'd be cooking grits and all kinds of stuff over the campfire it's there. Terrific. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was amazing. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, we had a good time. <laughs> but we, I'm going back. And I, I was there in August and the weather was really um, overpowering. I mean, it was so hot and it was so humid. I'd never been in anything like it. So... Uh, that was a bit of a drawback for me because I'm not good in hot weather to begin with. But I think uh, when you go yep. down there in March, I think the weather's going to be much better for you. Absolutely. I mean, it's actually going to be ideal weather. Uh, springtime in Texas is beautiful and probably the best weather that you could yeah. have in Texas because it does get kind of hot and humid, yeah. you know, in summertime. And uh, so we're really going at the best time. And um, certainly, you know, if, if this is a successful trip this, this year, we're going to bring painters with oh. us next year. What, for like a, a workshop down yes, there? Yes, oh, a workshop. Oh, that would be great, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's something I for you all to look I, forward to, folks. I <laughs> think if, if all goes well... Uh, and we can line this up. I think it's a perfect opportunity for people to go to Texas uh, to paint Absolutely. plain air um, because of all the conditions. And we might be experimenting. I don't want to say too much because we have to iron everything out, but might be experimenting with a three-instructor workshop. Oh, that would be great. Right. Um, all with specialties in each avenue of that workshop. Yeah. Um, uh, so we'll wow. have the... Uh, you know the, the maybe the the great painter who does a great painting to learn from, mm-hmm. and then the the critical eye painter, and then the insightful painter, uh, who would be giving us uh, PowerPoint presentations. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to make it a full experience uh, with with yeah. an art. Our inspirational art workshop. Oh, that sounds terrific. So, well, when you have more details of that, we'll be happy to share them with you, uh, with you folks. So, 
moving on then to the idea, all right, so you're going to do a travelling workshop or a travelling painting trip, I beg your pardon. Mm-hmm. How different is it preparing for something like painting in a place like Texas than painting in a place like Maine or New Hampshire? Do you have to think about the difference uh, in the atmosphere, the chroma of the the flowers that you're hoping to see. Do you have to prepare a special palette for this? Well, I I think where we're painting wildflowers, I think we're bringing very, um, not the usual palette colors. Mm -hmm. And I think it's if you're going to paint, if you're going to paint flowers, uh, if we're going to paint poppies, you probably need cadmium orange. If you're going to paint blue bonnets, we're going to paint, you know, we're going to need our strong blues. Yeah. So we're going to need a lot of um, exotic colors just for the flowers. Mm -hmm. But before I went on this trip, Connie had a a beautiful painting done in Texas of blue bonnets. So we spent the day copying this painting. Mm -hmm. And I learned a lot, not just about the colors and things, but I'm really interested in the contour of the land. And I think Mm -hmm. the landscape contour... Uh, how the hills are shaped, what shape the hills maybe you mm-hmm. figure out. Um, was it river? You mentioned that you knew of a river basin where you'd look up in the tops of the trees and there was debris yeah. in the trees. Yeah, from, said, from flooding. From yeah. flooding. Yeah. So, yeah. so you, you know, realizing that how, how the land was created. When you're out there painting, those are the kind of things I think a landscape painter thinks about. Um, when you see the Great Salt Lake, you realize that um, this was the ocean. It was salt water. So right. these mountains must have moved up and around the salt lake to trap it there in seconds, in minutes, that these mountains were formed. So um, there's this quantitative part of nature that's really intriguing. And so it'll be interesting, because I've never been there, to to try to figure out. So the contour of the land is most important, because that's the real form. The flowers just rest on top of that fl- form. So. Right. Uh, as long as I can get the color right, but the contour. So the copying that painting was a big help to me to yeah. uh, to feel to feel the forms uh, uh, that we'll experience. And I also think that David's pointing out, uh, you know, part of the reason why we love to be plein air painters is because we do love nature. Mm-hmm. And um, I know I can speak for myself that I love being out in nature being in different elements, different uh, scenarios, uh, feeling uh, the wind, uh, you know, experiencing exactly the terrain and all of these things, the lighting, the lighting's going to be different Mm -hmm. in Texas as opposed Mm -hmm. to New England. And, um, And all of this plays a part in how we perform as artists and, and what we what we translate onto the canvas. Yeah. So. Well, it sounds like you guys have a great trip planned. And can you believe it? Our time's almost up. But uh, we, uh, we wish you uh, all a safe trip down to Texas and great painting weather. Um, I know that Jose Arpa was once known as the Sunshine Man because he painted these beautiful, bright, sun-filled canvases, figures and landscapes. Uh, as did Underdunk, and having seen some of those great paintings of those uh, those blue bonnet paintings, uh, I can't wait to see what uh, what you yeah. guys come up with. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll post some of those uh, paintings when uh, when you get back. And so I just want to leave you with this thought, which says it's by Pierre Bonnard, 
art will never be able to exist without nature. And so mm -hmm. we're very grateful to you plein air painters for getting out there and, and giving us these fabulous views of how you see some of these scenes that I might not get to see myself. So I'm looking forward to it. So we wish you a great trip and uh, we'll be back again in a couple of weeks. So thanks for joining us and goodbye. Thank you.